There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. Being at the wrong place at the wrong time can have deadly consequences. On October 3rd, 1967, a man was born who would not once, but twice end up in the wrong place at the exact wrong time. The second time, unfortunately, would end up costing him his life. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. David Roger Morley was born on October 3rd, 1967, and was known in the London gay community as Cinders. In 1999, he was the manager at the Admiral Duncan Pub when it became the target of a nail bomb attack by a man named David Copeland and against London minorities. And despite his extensive burns, he spent the following weeks comforting those who were still in the hospital. By all accounts, he was a good guy, caring and incredibly kind. A man who many grieved for when, after surviving a bombing, had his life ripped away from him by a group of kids. On October 29, 2004, a group of teenagers made the decision to beat up any, quote, tramps, druggies, or just people on the street, a violent trend that they called happy slapping. At 3.10 a.m., with it now being October 30th, David Morley and Alistair Whiteside just so happened to be sitting on a bench near London's Hungerford Bridge when the group walked by. One of the members, Chelsea O'Mahony, told the pair that they were making a documentary about happy slapping and told them to pose for the camera. Suddenly, without warning, other members of the group grabbed Alistair's phone and began their attack on both of the men. According to Alistair's later testimony, Chelsea, just 14 years old at the time, began kicking David, quote, like a football before running off into the night. The group would end up attacking three more people before the day was through, a total of five incidents and eight victims, but none as bad as David Morley. Taken to St. Thomas's Hospital, doctors operated on David, but by 7.40 p.m., made the call and pronounced his death. In total, a postmortem found 44 injuries, which included five fractured ribs. His cause of death was a hemorrhage from a ruptured spleen and from those fractures. According to the pathologist in the case, the injuries he saw on David Morley were more consistent with a car crash or falling from a great height. Over 1,000 people came to gather at St. Anne's Church in David's honor. Speeches were given and those who could not get into the church stood on the sidewalk and in the street holding candles. Someone at the ceremony said, Quote, this is the second time he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But for all of us here today, he will be in the right place at the right time, which is a very special place in all of our hearts. In the aftermath of the attack, many wondered if David was targeted due to his sexuality. However, when more victims were discovered and CCTV footage showed the brutal attack and the young assailants, opinions shifted, but the media coverage only grew bigger. The camera captured the group of teens walking on the route near where they attacked David Dobson, showed the entirety of the damage done to Wayne Miller, and showed Chelsea O'Mahony holding up a phone filming the brutal encounters. 
It also led to a location where police were able to recover some fingerprints. And before long, they were able to identify four of the attackers. In addition to Chelsea O'Mahony, there was Reese Sargent, Darren Case, and David Blundman. A witness would later say that these attacks, called all-nighters, were committed for both fun and for financial gain, with any and all of the robbery proceedings being divided up equally amongst the group. In addition to recovering a diary belonging to one of the attackers, which pointed to a further attack on a houseless man committed on October 3rd, investigators found a beer bottle at the scene of Nigel Elliott's attack that had blood belonging to another victim, Frank Patasio. With the cases all connected, Chelsea was officially arrested on November 8th, 2004, and at the time was carrying a blue bag. Without prompting, she told the officers, that's what I wore on the night, and in an interview, admitted to being present at all of the attacks except for the one against Nigel Elliott. She identified the other gang members, but swore she never actually physically harmed anyone. In December of 2005, all four teens were found guilty of manslaughter. Chelsea O'Mahony, described as a, quote, child of heroin addicts with a, quote, particularly chaotic and fractured life, was given an eight-year custodial sentence, while Reese Sargent, Darren Case, and David Blenman, now 21, 18, and 17 years old, were all given 12 years each. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear a terrible thing happened on October 4th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.